This is one of my very favorite players in the class of 2023. I was so bummed when Miami didn't initially land the commit in the summer, but I'm so glad Miami landed him now. Welcome to the U! Collins Achiampong. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode of Locked on Canes is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss all the Canes hoops action right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for a price you love. Try it today. Collins of Chiampong, I think I'm finally pronouncing his name correctly, by the way. Now I've got to really do that correctly now that he is going to be a Miami Hurricane. He flipped his verbal commitment on Tuesday night from Michigan to the University of Miami. Now, this feels like a huge victory for me because those of you guys who have been, uh, not to make it all about me, but those of you guys who have been watching and listening to Locked on Kane since the early days, we started this show uh, back in April and really May, June, July. I was talking so much about Collins. I am such a fan of his. He has freakish, freakish upside. And I was so disappointed when he chose Michigan. Now, it really came down tight race between Michigan and Miami before he made his verbal commit to Michigan in July. And so somehow, Mario Cristobal, after a 5-7 and seven season, manages to flip a commit from the number two team in the country, a team that's likely headed to the college football playoff, a team that just beat Ohio State on the road in their biggest game of the year. And then a few days later, this guy flips to the University of Miami. No one is safe. <laughs> if Mario Cristobal wants you to come to the U, he is going to find a way. I mean, this is this is absolutely remarkable with Collins. Um, this young man, he is the definition of hard work. And when I fell in love with this guy as a prospect, um, not only was I gravitating towards his actual athletic ability, which we're going to talk to, but this is just a sensational story. These are the types of young men I want to construct this Miami Hurricanes roster. He came here from Ghana leaving his family behind as an exchange student to come over to the States to play basketball and football. He's an excellent basketball player as well, but he, I think he learned pretty quickly. He's got even more upside in football than in basketball. So, and also him being an exchange student here, you know, coincided with the pandemic because his original high school in California canceled their football program during COVID uh, so he couldn't start playing football again until his senior year when he switched high schools. And he got uh, dozens of, of offers, I think 40 offers on football, just based strictly on his freshman tape because he played as a freshman at his original high school before they dropped football. And he was so good and so impressive then. He got offers, uh, including, you know, he was on Mario Cristobal's uh, radar back then. So you talk about the measurables with Collins and Chiampong. 
He is six foot seven, borderline six foot eight. I think he might even be six foot eight by the time he arrives on campus as an early enrollee. 255 pounds with a wingspan of nearly seven feet. He's one of the guys that made the Andrew Ivins 24-7 freak list. The guy is a freak of nature at Chiampong. He's going to be a defensive lineman uh, in my or defensive end, I should say, to be more specific, an edge rusher at Miami. You know, he's also he's got that sort of versatility where, you know, he could play a little tight end, maybe some jumbo receiver. But he he is best as a defensive end. You know, he has that upside, strictly speaking here, guys. He has that Calais Campbell type of upside, Greg Russo, when it comes to the height and the measurables. And listen, a Chiampong, he's a bit raw. Due to a lack of football experience, coming here from a, another country and only being able to play so much in high school because of uh, you know the pandemic and high school football being dropped, he's over in Southern California. So it is up to him and, of course, the coaches to unlock his potential. And I certainly don't worry about that from Collins's perspective because this guy has been working his butt off his entire life. And he's had a tough family situation recently with his mother uh, falling ill over there in Ghana. And I know that uh, this guy is just such a professional. He's so focused on the work. Um, he's going to reach his potential. I'm, I'm very confident about that. Okay. And, you know, I've, I've watched some of his workouts uh, from Under Armour camp in the summer. He moves very quickly for a big guy. Uh, what really stands out about him physically, his long legs and his big legs, he's got great footwork. That looks stellar. Good hands with those freakishly long arms. Uh, he does look a little bit raw in drills, but again, you get this guy in a room with Jason Taylor, get him on the field with JT and Rod Wright, and I, I think Miami is going to have something special here. And, you know, I talked about just how how impressive it is for Miami uh, after a 5-7 and seven embarrassing season to flip a player who was committed to one of the best teams in the country in Michigan. Not only that, but Chiampong, he was Michigan's top recruit. When you go by composite rankings, 24-7 on three, Champong was Michigan's top recruit, and he just flipped to our little old five and seven team. This is, this is something to celebrate. And, you know, in telling his story, there's been some great insight thrown out there because Collins, uh, he spoke with, uh, with uh, Kane Sport, our guys Gary Furman, Matt Shodell, Azubi Charles do an awesome job there. And, you know, uh, they wrote a little bit about you know, the journey for Miami and the journey uh, for Collins that led him to flipping his commitment on Tuesday from Michigan to Miami. And it's something that's been on his mind for a long time, right? This is not something he just decided to do on a whim. Um, so after he committed to Michigan, Miami coaches never gave up. And that's something you hear all the time. They reached out daily, including Mario Cristobal reaching out. This is a player he really likes. Uh, and they commiserated writes Kane Sport with his mother, when his mother Rita, who had raised him by herself in Ghana, working 70-hour weeks, fell ill. So that's where he gets his work ethic from, right? You want to know where Collins gets his work ethic from? His mother working 70-hour weeks to raise him and put food on the table? That's going to make an impression on a young man. Uh, Miami was supportive and inspiring when his senior season ended in September due to a torn lateral meniscus ligament. So he did get his in his season got cut short in high school and that helped pay off. They write with what happened on Tuesday evening, a flip from Michigan to Miami in a way 
Chiampong says that his injury gave him more time to ruminate on hurricanes. He said, quote, I had a lot of time to think. He says, getting hurt made me rethink everything. My mom got sick. Coaches at Miami have been like family, he said. And, you know, I'd always liked Miami from the start. That's why I struggled and I pushed back my original commitment in July. Uh, it was a lot of back and forth with Miami and Michigan. But with Miami, I just love the relationship with coaches over there. Love them. They've been real with me from day one. Felt like family. Even though I committed to Michigan, they never gave up. Um, he informed uh, the Michigan coaches earlier Tuesday that he was flipping. And he said it was difficult. He said, with Michigan, I went there because my brother, Eno Etta, who's not his, he's not his literal brother, but that's like his good friend who's currently committed to Michigan and more on him in a little bit. He says, you know, I was going there with Etta, he said. Uh, and then he says uh, that um, I'm going to try to flip Eno Etta. I'm not sure if it's Eno or Eno. Eno Etta, he's going to try to flip him to come to Miami with him. So that's another thing to watch here, guys. And Man, we're going to talk more about Collins. We're going to talk about Etta, who remains committed to Michigan, but Miami's going to give that a shot. This is another one of the top defensive linemen in the country. Uh, and so you also, you look at what the Hurricanes have so far in this class at edge, rudder, edge rusher. You're bringing in now Collins to Chiampong, and you've already got Jaden Wayne, who's a borderline five-star. He was five-star until he committed to Miami. Then they took a star away from him, by the way. Uh, and there, there was some shenanigans last night. So as soon as Miami landed the Collins flip, Miami actually jumped ahead of Florida in the recruiting rankings. And then a half hour later, like Florida didn't land anybody else. But a half hour later, somehow Florida jumped back ahead of Miami with nothing changing. Hmm. Not that I care, honestly. I don't care, you know, what the numbers say. Like, it doesn't matter to me. But the shenanigans that they do on these recruiting services is it's quite interesting to me, my friends. So we're going to talk more about the newest Miami Hurricanes commit, Collins of Chiampong, uh, whether or not he's going to bring one of his pals committed to Michigan with him. Another Miami Hurricane has stepped into the transfer portal. We'll tell you who that is and all ACC honors for 10 Canes, including a pair of first teamers. Keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. Guys, remember, betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball. We're all over Canes hoops now. I had Miami minus a point and a half against uh, against UCF the other day. Uh, soccer, esports, we've got it all at Bet Online. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So a uh, good friend of Collins and Chiampong, Eno Etta, is still committed to Michigan. Uh, but Eno, uh, sorry, Collins even said it. He wants to flip his friend with him to Miami. Uh, Etta is a four-star defensive lineman from Coleyville or Colleyville, Texas, Six foot five, two fifty. He's the twelfth ranked defensive lineman in the class per on three. Uh, and uh, Gabby Arudia from twenty four seven wrote about Etta. Uh, he's also a very good basketball player, as is Collins. Like both of these guys are two sport guys. They wouldn't be two sport guys in college, but they're two sport guys in high school. 
Uh, he averaged a double-double on the hardwood as a sophomore, ranks as the number 83 overall player. And, okay, so for 24-7, he's the 11th-ranked defensive lineman. So on three, he's 12th. 24-7, he's 11th in the country. Um, this fall, Etta totaled 35 tackles for a loss and 20 sacks to go with five forced fumbles, eight fumble recoveries. Two of those went for touchdowns. So a source with knowledge of, of the recruitment tells inside the U that no visit is set, but that's something people in Coral Gables are working towards closing in on. Etta recently visited Oklahoma for their Bedlam game with Oklahoma State. So he's and, – and it was kind of the same thing with Collins. Like even though these guys have been committed to Michigan since, uh, since the summer, they have been taking visits elsewhere. Collins recently visited USC – Etta was recently uh, in Oklahoma, so even though they have been verbally committed to Michigan, they've they've kept their uh, recruitment open for a bit. So you have to wonder if that could be the next one in. And I, I remember something that Steve Wiltfong said the other day, because remember Miami is also projected to flip a really good defensive tackle from UNC, Joshua Horton, who I don't get why that dude's just a three-star, because a lot of big universities want him. He had 105 tackles as a senior in high school against pretty decent competition where he plays in Georgia, from what I understand. So it's not like he was going up against cream puffs um, and he was getting, you know, offers, big offers around the country. So I don't really understand why Joshua Horton is only a three star, but Miami is working on flipping him from North Carolina. And Wilt Fong was saying, uh, by the way, I don't think Horton is going to be the only defensive lineman that Miami flips. And then sure enough, they flip Collins, and they're working on flipping Etta as well. So just let Cristobal cook, guys. That's the big way that he is trying to and can, and I believe will, make Miami such an improved team from this 5-7 and seven, uh, nonsense that we just watched this past year, and I never want to see anything like that again. You can raise your floor so high by getting elite talents in, and by getting elite talents, and I said this yesterday, I will double down on it today. It's not only about getting the talent in here. It's about getting talented players that have a chip on the shoulder, that want to work hard, that want to take people's spots, and that understand, I am coming in here to rebuild. This is not a turnkey operation right now. Like A lot of players can just like stroll into somewhere like Alabama and Ohio State and just kind of be in cruise control as a freshman and watch the seniors and juniors cook. And then, you know, you get your time to play eventually. No, in Miami, all hands on deck. You come in here as an early enrollee freshman. You're going to be fighting for jobs immediately. And if you don't work your butt off on the practice field and in the film room and you're not ready to play, you're going to hurt the entire team. Uh, the only way to build this up is to put in the kind of work that Mario Cristobal expects these guys to put in day in and day out. And if you don't want to do that, Miami is not the place for you. And if you come in here without that type of a workmanlike attitude, you're going to be hitting the portal in a year or two. So don't make that mistake, all right? Uh, speaking about potential flips, here's one that Miami is working on. Uh, from the Florida Gators. And it sounds like not only is Miami working on this from a coaching standpoint, but our, our agent, uh, Cormani McLean, is apparently working on trying to flip this player as well. Jakeem Jackson, four-star defensive back, is uh, currently committed to Florida. Miami's trying to get him down here on campus for an official visit. He said, I'm not sure yet if I'm going to do that. He says Miami is still recruiting him relentlessly. He says Florida 
We have a good relationship. I talk to them every day too, but he says he talks to Miami pretty much every day. Um, what would it take for Miami, Miami to flip him? He says it would probably be the relationships because when Miami offered me, they had kind of ghosted me a little bit, and that's when Florida was really stepping up, so I was feeling them. But now Miami's hitting me up. Coach Cristobal is telling me that they need me there, want me, and Cormani McLean, uh, they want me to be on the same team with him. Uh, and he says, yes, Cormani is trying to recruit me. He was just saying we need you over here. Let's lock, uh, let's lock it in with each other. So, you know, and those quotes, by the way, were courtesy of Kane Sport. Um, so I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying I'm expecting to flip Jackson. And there's definitely, there's definitely a little cold war that's going on between Miami and Florida, where you know G5 Billy is trying to flip several of Miami's commits. You know, Miami only really likes a couple of guys on Florida's commitment list, and it's Jackson and Denson are really the only guys that Miami likes, but they they could be trying to flip them as well. And they also like, I think they like poking at each other a little bit, right? Florida's trying to flip Miami's guys. Miami retaliates by trying to flip a couple of their guys. We shall see. But yeah, Jakeem Jackson could be an awesome addition to this class if he is thinking of flipping. Now, Miami uh, has pretty notable player hitting the transfer portal. Uh, this is not surprising to me whatsoever. I still see a lot of people on social media that are sad about this one. And listen, I get it because the potential that we saw on the field and the potential that he had coming out of high school, it hurts. Avante Williams, safety. He is hitting the transfer portal and he announced it, uh, noting that he has three years of eligibility left. So he's got a lot of time. He's got a lot of football to give to somebody. So Avante Williams, this is this is why I'm, I'm regretful that this one hasn't worked out, right? But sometimes this just happens, right? When you change coaching staffs and there's a whole, you know, Miami is so in flux right now. These kind of things happen with Avante. He was Miami's top recruit in the class of 2020, former four-star out of Deland, Florida. He just wasn't a fit, right, for a number of reasons. And I, I think it had more to do with sort of the – the attitude and the spirit of the program even more than it did on the field. He just wasn't really a fit here. And it doesn't mean he can't be a fit somewhere else. You know, he only played two snaps in the final game of the year against Pittsburgh. He was used sparingly throughout the season. I can remember the first couple of games, uh, how shocked people were that, you know, he was not starting, right. That we were seeing, you know, that we were seeing, uh, you know, Cam Kinchins was obviously playing over him, and rightfully so, because Cam is the best player on the team, and that he just wasn't uh, he wasn't getting out there. Al Blades Jr. was playing over him as well. Um, so I think it's best for both sides to move on, right? You know, Miami gets a scholarship free, use his roster spot on someone who fully fits and fully buys in. And for Avante Williams, I think it's best for him to move on, find more playing time, find a better fit somewhere else. And so I say this about Avante, and I believe it, and I've said this about every player that has stepped into the portal. Once a cane, always a cane. Go be great. I will be rooting for Avante Williams, unless you go to Florida or Florida State. Assuming you go somewhere that's not Florida or Florida State, I will be rooting for Avante Williams uh, because, listen, this guy, he's trying to live his dream. He's trying to chase his dream of being an NFL player. If you, if you can't chase that here, Go chase it somewhere else and go be great. So here is uh, this was made official 
hitting the transfer portal uh, as of Tuesday evening. Uh, we saw this coming because a couple of weeks ago he had he had announced he was hitting the portal and then he walked it back, but he made it official yesterday. This is not a Miami player. This is a Florida State player. FSU defensive back Sam McCall is hitting the transfer portal. He was their highest rated recruit in the 2022 class. So how about that? Miami's highest rated recruit from 2020 is hitting the portal. Florida State's highest rated player from 2022 is hitting the portal. Sounds like McCall was unhappy about his playing time. Um, I'm still trying to gather more information as to how much Miami could be in the mix for him, but definitely keep your eyes on McCall because I go back uh, about three weeks ago when he initially announced he was going to hit the portal and then he walked it back because I think the Florida State coaches were like, hey, chill. We still have like two, three games left. Like, you know, you want to leave. Let's not be a distraction now. Announce it after the season is over. Okay, so he walked it back. I I was told that, you know, he's going to hit the portal, that he just walked it back because the timing wasn't right. He's going to be in the portal. And I was told uh, back then about three weeks ago that Miami could definitely be interested there. So uh, you you have to wonder. Now, again, I'll I'll say what I said earlier. You got to make sure players that come in here have a certain attitude, right? So if he was, you know, frustrated about how things were going at Florida State, which is a far better team right now than Miami, you've got to make sure he fully understands the work that he needs to put in to help Miami uh, become, you know, a big time program again. So, and, and I, I'm not saying if he is or isn't ready to do that, but you need to make darn sure he is before you bring him in. Congratulations to Miami's all ACC selections. We'll talk about that next year on Locked on Canes. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Miami has 10 all ACC selections highlighted by first teamers. Um, I'm disappointed, of course, that Miami only has two first teamers, but I'm also thankful after a five and seven season that we even have two first teamers, right? Before the year started, I would have told you, oh, James Williams, first teamer, Tyler Van Dyke, first teamer. Uh, we're going to have like five first team running backs somehow. I know that's not even possible. And, uh, and Will Mallory and Elijah Arroyo first and second teamers, you know, when you, when you have a five and seven season, you can't expect too much representation on the first team, but very well deserved safety cam Kinchins top rated safety in the country per pro football focus. Now, one of the things that people ask me every day, the Mario haters are like, well, Has anyone gotten better with this coaching? No one. No one has gotten better this year. Now, I wish I had more than one example to give you, but I do have one, Cam Kinchins. Cam Kinchins is a guy who has gotten better with this coaching or despite this coaching, but Cam Kinchins has gotten better this year. So if anybody out there asks you this rhetorical question, has anybody gotten better under these coaches? You have at least one answer, and that answer is Cam Kinchins. Fantastic year. And not only did he get better this season, he got better with just about every game this year. I mean, the Georgia Tech game was his was his symphony. Like, that was, you know, the best game probably any safety has played all year. But still, uh, as the season went on, Cam Kinchins got a little bit better and a little bit more well-rounded throughout the year. So much deserved first-team All-ACC selection, tied uh, for the nation's lead in interceptions. 
He paced the Hurricanes with 59 tackles, six interceptions, trail only Benny Blades with 10, and Sean Taylor on Miami's single-season interception list. Uh, he is a th- – um, and Lou Headley, by the way, is the other one. Lou Headley is the other first-team All-ACC selection. For my money, one of the top two or three punters in the entire country, certainly the best in the ACC. Congratulations to Lou. Now, I'm so glad that Cam Kenshin still has two years of eligibility left. I wish Lou Headley still had a couple years of eligibility left because the dude is, he's a punting monster. When things were getting so bad at quarterback this year, I'm like, hey, are we sure Lou can't play a little quarterback? <laughs> that, that was how much I love Lou Headley. Uh, a three-time All-ACC performer, by the way. Headley guided Miami to seventh in the country in net punting at 43.04 yards per attempt. He pinned opponents inside the 20-yard line on 50% of his boots with 10 punts traveling at least 50 yards. So those are Miami's All-ACC first-team selections. Uh, Here are the other All-ACC players. Uh, Tight end Will Mallory, All-second team. Congratulations to him. I'm going to miss Will a lot. Um, He fought so hard on senior day. I'm sorry Miami got their their breaks beaten off in that final game but will mallory uh he played well against pitt uh running back henry Parrish and tyreek stevenson were all acc third team picks oh here's a note on tyreek by the way uh there was a report yesterday maybe it'll end up being true but there was a report yesterday that he was definitely going to declare for the nfl draft it seemed like that jumped the gun a little bit because he uh he came out and said he's still 50 50 tyreek that he has not decided yet I don't know if he's just saying 50-50 because he wanted to make the announcement on his own time and he didn't want the reporter to scoop him and take his moment away, but he was reported. Stevenson's entering the draft. He said, I haven't decided yet. It's 50-50. So that's where we are with Tyreek. We'll have to see what happens there with Tyreek Stevenson. Um, So let me see other. uh, Okay. So here Miami had some honorable mention ACC selections. Offensive lineman DJ Scaife and Jalen Rivers. Rivers is a monster. Um, defensive lineman Akeem Mesidor. Uh, I don't know. I felt like maybe he deserved a little bit better than honorable mention. He was really good this year. Same thing with Leonard Taylor. Leonard Taylor was really good this year. And kicker Andy Borigalis was good this year as well. So those are your all ACC and honorable mention selections. And yeah, welcome to the U. Collins of Chiampong. And just so you guys know, I'm going to leave you with this, okay? Collins will not be the last big move probably within the next week, all right? Uh, now, some of you out there were like, wait, that, that was it? You guys told me there was something big. I've never heard of this guy. Uh, okay, <laughs> if you follow recruiting pretty closely, you've heard of Collins and Chiampong, and you understand this is this is a great player with freakish upside, and he was Michigan's number one recruit who just flipped. That was a big deal. Collins was a big deal. He won't be the last big deal probably within the next week or so. Um, there's definitely more flips coming, and there's more big fish to be landed in recruiting. So just warning you guys now, We are going to have a lot of really fun shows here on Locked on Canes between now and National Signing Day. So make sure you make us your first listen every day and make your second listen Locked on Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, 
and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes, part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.